Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. What a wild and woolly Thursday we had. It began with the liberal media breathlessly covering the Supreme Court, engaging with the Trump trashers of Colorado who want Donald Trump removed from the ballot. That didn't go so well. Even the liberal networks afterwards were like, yikes, when it was over. They were running large chunks of live coverage on Thursday morning of the arguments, audio only. And they found the Supreme Court justices were, well, the word was skeptical of the anti-Trump reading of the 14th Amendment, that somehow Trump is like a Confederate general or something after the January 6th riot. People are expecting that's going to be a 9-0 or an 8-1 ruling. We'll see what if that actually happens. Then in the afternoon, special counsel Robert Herr, the guy who Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed to investigate very quietly Joe Biden's misuse of classified documents, issued a report. Bill D'Agostino did a thing back uh, last year that noted there were only five minutes of network coverage of Robert Herr from January to November. We're going to have to update that one. But, you know, we used to joke that Robert Herr was like on the side of a milk carton. It was just, you just couldn't find him. So Jack Smith charged Trump with 40 felonies over classified documents. Now it turned out Herr wasn't going to prosecute nobody. But... He did write Biden had an alarming lack of mental recall, that he couldn't remember the years when he was vice president, that he couldn't remember the year when his son Bo died of brain cancer. You know, Biden later acted outraged that the subject of Bo came up, which might mean he can't recall. He brings up Bo Biden every 10 minutes or so, it seems, especially when he's visiting with grieving military families. So we were like, well, let's see what happens in the evening shows. They weren't. Too bad. I saw NBC Nightly News at the House. Uh, Gabe Gutierrez went through all the tough passages, um, that, including the part that Biden couldn't recall when he was vice president or when Bo died. Not all of them were that tough. PBS NewsHour, in particular, I found was too soft. They turned to a Yale law professor named Ona Hathaway. Took me a couple of seconds to figure out. Ona Hathaway is a donor to the Biden campaign in 2020. She also donated, she donated 1500 to Biden. She donated 1500 to Obama in 2008. She donated $500 to Hillary Clinton. This is, this. you could probably send this to PBS and say, hey, this is what qualifies me to be on this show. I'm a good Democrat. Then came the really surprising part. Biden called a press conference uh, or he he came out to make a statement and then he decided to take questions. Joining us to discuss, Associate Editor Nick Fondacaro. He is here to share how it felt to watch this whole thing in real time. I was sort of watching it (laughs) unfold on Twitter. But the first question everybody asked Nick was, who let this guy come out? And who told him he should take questions? This this is probably why they called the lid so early in the day most of the time. It's just because it's so late at night that he is just this He's rambling Joe. He's probably just so angry. And like one one of the things that I was saying, like I was, I had only been home for like a couple of minutes and I get a message from Curtis being like, Biden's going to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy. Yeah. Let's try to explain to the listener. 
Curtis Houck is on vacation in South Carolina, and he's still telling us what's happening. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, of course, it's like such a poorly timed vacation that, like, and all of a sudden, now all this fun stuff starts to happen. We always but, do this. One of us is gone. Exactly. Um, y- yeah, and and he came out. He, he One of the things is that he, he was very angry that he talked, that the special counsel brought up about Bo. But we also have to remember, this is a guy who doesn't seem to remember how Bo died. Like, right. even when, like when you mentioned that he talks with these parents of uh, fallen soldiers, he talks about Bo as if he was like shot and killed in combat in Iraq. Yeah, he'll say he died in Iraq, which is obviously not true. He died in America. He yeah. died of brain cancer, but he implies, right. yeah, that somehow he was a like, combat uh, casualty. Exactly. He, like, Yes, he probably got the brain cancer from the burn pits and stuff like that over well, the, there. The yep. fact checker said that hasn't been proven, but you know he got There's, brain cancer. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, the whole for him to act outraged in this yeah. press conference, like how dare he ask about both? Well, in what context? One of the things that I was like really surprised though from the press conference is that they didn't give him when he took the questions that they didn't hand they he didn't have a a, pre- list. a list of like approved journalists there from the pool that were going to ask questions because he just says i'm gonna take questions and and peter Ducey without missing like there was like one beat where you thought he was gonna be like oh i'm gonna call on but peter Ducey was the first one to get his aunt question in because he didn't have a list he just opened his the floor i don't even think he realized Ducey was in the room and we actually have a clip of Ducey here being the first one to start asking the president about his mental his memory and how bad it's going here's that president biden something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. That's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's what my memory is so bad I let you speak. Like you, you were pointing out to me on on Twitter today, you you were yeah. seeing people respond to they that. They basically yeah. thought, oh, Biden owned Ducey. It's like no, it's it's it, you it's know, a weak comeback is what it is. Yeah, I mean he he let Ducey ask the question. Um, obviously, this is not the reporter that they would have put on the list if they were making a list. They would have gone to Mary Bruce or something. Exactly. Like one of the things that I did notice is for how much there's they were defending him the, today. Last night, the people that were in that pool, I could sort of sense there was an energy there. There were some people who there were some questioners who stayed away from the mental stuff and were more like concerned with the documents themselves Mm -hmm. but there were a good amount of reporters who smelled the blood in the water because you can even look on his face like while he while all the people in the press were yelling at him he was being bombarded and didn't know what to do he looked like a deer in the headlights well some people said well why do they seem so angry it's is has it been because they've been denied access i don't think that's it i just think that it was I think there is sort of this discussion among Democrats, like, how did this happen? You know, why did you walk into this the way you did? Uh, why did you uh, take these interviews with with her right after the uh, slaughter of the Israelis? Um, and, and all these sorts of questions, so they're sort of process questions, like, why didn't you do this right, Biden mm-hmm. and Biden's team? Uh, but 
Yeah. Here's the other possibility, Nick. What kind of notice did the reporters have that they were going to have that Biden was going to come out? Um, so it, is it possible they're like they're out at dinner and their phone blows up and they said you got to come down here? That that was my thought too because it could just be like some of them could have just got on the metro to go home at the end of the day. They're two stops down the line and then they'll they get like a message from their producer being like they're doing a here they're doing a presser right now like come come back. Yeah, I mean, I know that would infuriate me, you know. You know, usually in my case, when I went back in the days when I was a White House reporter, this would happen to me that uh, you know, the Fleischer briefings at 1, it ends at one forty-five, and you're like, I'm good, I'll go home now. And then Bush would come out at 4.30 just to make some remarks. That happened to me a couple of times. Oh. But, you know, I wasn't a ABC reporter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that might be part of why they, they came out cranky. And I'm actually kind of surprised by some of the people who actually asked them hard questions. Like you had ABC's Mary Alice Park, who was just like, do you feel like your memory has gotten worse? That was the second question after Ducey's. Like, it was like, do, like, do, do you feel like your memory has gotten worse? It's the, it's the wrong subject, but it's a fairly open-ended question. Do you feel you're mentally losing it? That gives him a chance to say no. But yes, it's obvious on on a subject he doesn't want. He'd rather be asked about ice cream or something. That I thought the, it was the MJ Lee. That one was that that one surprisingly was that one was like really tough. And he she he did not like that one. He <laughs> took she took the brunt of his his anger on that. So we we actually have a clip of that one too. Uh, you might want to don't like turn down the volume a little bit because Biden just goes off. Mr. President, Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. And and she comes back at him like late uh, a little bit later, like with a follow up. And he's like, in December, you told me you believed that there are many Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you? What is your answer to that question? Like she's basically praising him. Like, why are you still here? get out and let somebody else step in. Well, I mean, I think this is, again, the Democrat chatter behind the scenes, which is, why is he running again? Why didn't he just say a year ago, I'm going to be a one-termer? I'm pretty sure when he ran, he was there was like he sort of hinted that like i'll just i'm just here to stop trump this time Mm -hmm. and then i'll be a one-term and i'll hand it off to somebody else well somebody was interviewing kamala harris and they said uh you know he said that you guys were a bridge to the future that you and cory booker and others were the bridge to the future did you expect this to be a four-year bridge or an eight-year bridge so i mean again they've all had this conversation but biden joe and jill the Biden brain trust was like, no, no, we're staying. And and then he, uh, shortly after that, he wanted to leave and go away. He asked a few more questions, more about the documents themselves, about does he take responsibility for the way they were kept and yada, yada, yada. And he went to leave and then somebody started shouting questions about Israel at him. 
And this is a this is a press conference that his mental acuity was basically at the forefront. And besides the documents, the the, the documents were sort of like the backdrop. And then the whole thing of the reason why he wasn't getting charged is because of how bad he is mental, like mentally, that you're going to have a sympathetic jury being like, he probably doesn't realize he has these things. And he comes back and trying to talk about the work that he's doing in Gaza. He. He says we have we have the clip here for this too. Uh, confuses and mixes up Mexico with Egypt. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that. Uh, As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. Get your taco in Cairo. <laughs> I I I was I've been seeing a whole bunch of pictures going around Twitter where it's like a guy like a guy with a sombrero like in front of the the uh, the pyramids. Oh yeah, they did this with <laughs> Moses in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and I was I was joking with Alex uh, or Alex Christie, basically uh, saying it's like the the pyramids are just four Doritos just sort of leaned up against each other. So there was sort of an an immediate evening rap on this we had aaron burnett on cnn saying oh come on this is who he is yeah that would that was actually in the lead up because like she okay th- yeah because they they had like in maybe about 30 to 45 minutes before the because they they hadn't announced it fairly early enough to, i think to give the press time to come back in and they were sort of been like well what's this going to be about it has to be about the 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 report they, mm-hmm. they 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 had a feeling of that and they're like it has all these things about his his mental acuity in it and she's just sort of like well how is he supposed to change who he is this like bumbling around uh, she she said like he has he goes into verbal cola sacks yeah. and sort of and meand- stuttering stutter stuttering it's that thing again and meandering into other stories this is part of his brand for 50 years how can he change who he is yeah this is not the way they would describe trump trump goes into verbal cul-de-sacs or whatever that's uh, you know, that's part of the way you make fun of him when you're on Saturday Night Live. You 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 start by talking about the wall and suddenly you're talking about, you know, supermodels. But exactly. And it's like they, they I, like, I remember during the Trump stuff, they're just like his his speeches are just a stream of consciousness. Yeah. And Which people liked on some level. Yeah. Right. I mean, this mm-hmm. is part of it. The, the Trump rallies were always sort of geared to the people. They weren't. This wasn't a candidate who was trying to be like impress historians. <laughs> So, I mean, but this was the other thing. So on MSNBC, they get Mm -hmm. on there and Larry O'Donnell's like, why on earth are they saying he's elderly? Like that's somehow an inappropriate thing to say about an 80-something Biden. (laughs) And then Ari Melber pipes up and says, yeah, maybe Robert Hur should apply to be the White House physician. You know, this, I mean, it's MSNBC rather pathetic in response. Yeah, like they're, they they're definitely got they got very angry over it. Meanwhile, like on CNN, I watched a little bit of the CNN reaction to it and they were like in a there was like this general sense of just stunned panic mm-hmm. over there because like they're like they have the sense enough to realize like they're they're liberals, but they do have the sense enough to realize, oh, my God, this 
this does not look good. Like you, you had Jeffrey Tubin mm-hmm. of all people back on the air going Mexico, Mexico. Where did that come from? It's it's <laughs> like it, it's like literally nothing. He, he he makes the legitimate argument that nothing else the president said during the uh, during that presser matters because the only thing people are going to take away is Mexico and Egypt. Well. They've tried to suppress this this whole subject, and oh, yeah. just in recent days, we've had this where Biden was talking at the G at the G seven in twenty twenty one with Mitterrand, Francois Mitterrand, who died in nineteen ninety six. Then he turned it into I was talking to German Chancellor Helmut Kohl in twenty twenty one, who died in twenty seventeen. I mean, at least you could argue in this case, President Sisi is alive. He's in Egypt. But he still lives. I, I put out a tweet. I was saying, imagine being President Sisi because it's it's late at night in Egypt at this point. You're you're either asleep or you're staying up late trying to like make deals and and deal with this war that's literally happening on your border. And all of a sudden, your phone just starts blowing up with people telling you about like what this guy just did. It must be the breakfast chat. I'm I'm gonna guess, but it it, it is. It is one of these things we would say all the time. There is a habit of the networks omitting these statements, just the same way that we say uh, Bill D'Agostino did a video about how many times KJP or mm-hmm. or Mayorkas says the border is secure, which mm-hmm. is ludicrous. And those clips will show them to you, but those generally don't make mm-hmm. you know the network airwaves. And so this is one of those things. What these people all know and why they're pessimistic is polls show. 70-plus percent don't think that Biden has the mental capacity to to serve another term. And every time they bring him out... And they, and he has these things so publicly, especially one that they were they were given such a heads up to, the, and how rare he does these to begin with. Where you had C- ABC broke in to to cover like oh presidential speech, mm-hmm. like and just broadcast it to the nation him, e- Mexico and Egypt like. Well, I think it's funny. Then we we'll turn to the morning shows and and. and uh, Mm-hmm. Your headline, who among us hasn't confused Mexico with Egypt? <laughs> That's who among oh, us. Oh my like that there there was a definitely a circling of the wagons definitely by two of them one of them was more of like an exacerbated like oh my god we're like like the lid has been blown off of this thing already so you have ABC with cheap uh chief apple polisher Mary Bruce mm-hmm. basically Going into her report about the briefing in or about the press conference in general, just sort of lionizing the president. It's like, I don't recall the last time I saw the president this angry. Biden, furious and frustrated, ripping into the special counsel for the questioning, his memory and recall. Oh, he's like Hulk Hogan or something. Yeah, like he's like, <laughs> he's out there, brother, t- t- dishing it right back to her, <laughs> turning him into a her. <laughs> yes, I always like it. She slash her or him, him, her. Yeah. But then at the end of her report, I, I we have a clip of this. We're basically just trying to downplay the e, the Mexico, Egypt gaffe, if you want to call it. He got it right eventually. Now, moments after defending his memory, the president mistakenly referred to the president of Egypt as the president of Mexico. He did later get it right. But look, the president clearly knows that while legally this may be over politically, this report can still do him some damage. And that obviously angers him and is something, George, that he's trying to get ahead of. 
He got it right. Of he, he, later, he got it right. Well, a lot of times, so it's, sometimes when you screw up, you you fix it within like five seconds. You realize you got it wrong. So yeah. if he had, for example, said, "I was talking to Mitterrand," oops, sorry, Macron, because in that clip he says, "I was talking to the Prime Minister of Germany." No, France. Everybody gives anybody a break on that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of times. Trump misstatements or mispronunciations were not just something they put on the news. You would see them all over Colbert, Kimmel, and Fallon would have great fun with. Oh, yeah. Things that he said where he mispronounced words. Yeah, for, like, and, and that's like a perfect example of a double standard. Trump's stuff that they're going to call Trump, at, like, are examples of Trump's failing mental acuity are now jokes and things you can make fun of. But Biden's you can't. You, 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 you're not allowed to make fun of the... The, the like this old man, but you can make fun of the other one. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's clear that Trump has done some of this, especially in recent weeks where he was confusing Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi, which seems sort of a weird combo to, to mix up. Uh, so, yes, I mean, yes, that's the routine standard today on cable. Like, well, Trump does it, too. Well, Trump doesn't forget the years he was president. I mean, there's there is a difference. It's the mm -hmm. same way they want to establish that Trump's misuse of classified documents is somehow worse by some nuclear comparison. They're mm -hmm. going to they're going to try to say these are different. Uh, th these are different. Um, we, we could easily say. Sure, the, a lot of Americans would rather not have two old guys running for president. They would like somebody new. But that's not the way the primaries on either side are going. They mm -hmm. don't want to acknowledge there is a Democrat primary. Yeah, on CBS, they didn't even want to acknowledge that the, the, the mishap actually happened, like the, the Mexico, Egypt. So you had Weijia Zhang do a report on this. She was in the scrum with them. Right. And in her report, she only – like the only thing that she really highlighted from besides the, the yelling about uh, Bo stuff, she – got she literally got up within sentences of the mexico egypt thing and she was just to high basically just to sort of tout that this is the 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 most critical the, the quote the sharpest criticism he yet of israel when he was saying that he they were over the top over the top and all this stuff right so she literally gets within sentences of it and doesn't use and, it. And doesn't use it. The only time it came up was further down, and this is where we got the the who amongst us quote <laughs> is when you had Ed O'Keefe uh speaking with the uh with the with the different anchors here and uh with Tony DeCopel, uh Gail King and, and Nate Burleson, and the three anchors were they were like the three on the network that was just like this. This is the worst optics. This <laughs> this is so bad. Like I have. Let me just pull up. Yeah, so basically, Gail King uh, described in the report as a sympathetic elderly man who is well-meaning. That is not how you want your president to be perceived. Yes. That thanks, Gail. Mister Magoo, the the Democratic donor, a big Obama backer. Yeah. yeah. She she actually saying the right thing of like this. This is bad. Maybe and, this is why they didn't want to do the Super Bowl interview. Perhaps. And then Nate Burleson, perception is reality, though, when it comes to the voters. This year is an important year. And when he has these moments, we were talking about this off air, Tony. I mean, this is something that is glaring, uh, glaring, move, uh, glaring this year. Yeah. And like and, and Tony brings up the, the good point that like he mixes up Mexico and Egypt. 
It's not even part of the conversation. Right. Mexico is not the reason you have we, they were having the 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 press conference at all. It's not even really in like besides the border stuff. This isn't the news that was being discussed for the day. It was the hearing. He came and, back to answer that. Yeah, he came back to answer the question about Israel and and Gaza. So, oops. Like the question wasn't about Mexico. It might have been if they'd only convinced him to walk out and not take that question. At least you would have wouldn't have had that debacle. It was that that where Twitter really turned upside down. Yeah, like like O'Keefe's uh, excuses for the for Biden slips was uh, it was also about the southern border of Gaza. So he went to Mexico. Who among us hasn't screwed up those two countries before? Uh, most people. Yeah. It's like we, yeah. you, you know, you might mess up. Obviously, most of us might mess up. You know, Egypt with Tunisia or something. You know, mm-hmm. which country would Libya, Libya, Libya? Herman Cain couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah they might mix up Tunis and Tunisia, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something, but not Mexico and Egypt. That's just like you know, who among us hasn't confused they're, Indonesia and Africa? Huh? It's, it's it, like they're not even like not even the same continent, right. not even in the same hemisphere, right? It's there's a southern border. That's what they were trying to say. <laughs> but Gaza has a southern border. That's what they were trying to say. But I mean, then let's yeah. talk about the briefing. We kept waiting for this briefing today because oh we, like, yeah. we were like, we were like, of course, Nick had to tweet uh, KJP before the briefing, and it's the Simpsons. I'm in danger. <laughs> it's like her watching the brief, her, her, the press conference last night, knowing that she had the briefing today. She was probably mortified. So of course. She didn't lead the briefing today. They turned to White House counsel spokesman Ian Sams to do most of the heavy lifting. Yeah, most of the heavy lifting in terms of the the report itself, where he was just going off on, like, he he was almost accusing the press of, like, not knowing how to read. Like, he was, like, so angry over this. He kept saying, this is in the report. It's It's on page 300. You guys should read it. And, you know, I was joking on Twitter. Uh... You'd get drunk in the drinking game if you drank every time he said gratuitous, because <laughs> her was always gratuitous. Yeah, like he didn't need to say that Biden had mental failings. I mean, the, the irony of this whole thing is her decides not to prosecute anybody, and they're still furious with him because it's like you're supposed to be a good boy and not write anything negative about the president. Mm-hmm. And. There were a few members of the press when they were giving the questions to KJP where they were trying to give them wiggle room to be like, hey, and one of the one of the tougher questions, though, was how can you say the report? How can how can you say you agree with the answers of the report that he shouldn't be prosecuted, but then have us believe that he can be president, that he can be president and doesn't have all these mental problems we think the jury would find him too incapacitated to 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 call him guilty Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be prosecuted because he's incapacitated but he's president he should be president even i mean that is the obvious problem that they're the optical problem that they're having here Mm -hmm. they don't have a legal problem now they have an optical problem what's weird about this is really there have been really no biden tell-all books this really in a weird way it has that effect of a Biden tell-all behind the scenes. We actually tell you, Biden couldn't remember what years he was vice president. Oh, yeah. And and they hate it. They can't stand it. All right, let's do this, Nick. Uh, Bill D'Agostino has made a new video with a bunch of clips over the last couple of years, headlined, 
Media lied for years about Biden's mental fitness. We brought the receipts. Mm -hmm. Here's what Bill put together. If you're concerned about Joe Biden's age, you, you, you probably don't know Joe Biden. Biden is actually in good shape. Right. Mentally, he's quite acute. Any aide who engages with him or reporters, we can see this. The gears of his mind are working. The right-wing media has so fixated on Biden and Biden purportedly having cognitive issues. It's not just making an issue of Biden's age. It's, it's lying. It's saying he's senile, it's saying he's demented, saying he's out of it. Russian television has been filled with speculation about President Biden's age, about his mental state of mind. That's an issue uh, pushed by uh, uh, right-wing media, but it's not correct. Yeah, Republicans on the, on the other side have spent four years almost kind of weaponizing Biden's age against him. Trump is not that much younger than him. Biden is just a couple of years older than Donald Trump. Why, do, why so much attention on Biden's age? Trump isn't much younger. This whole vein is, is really, <laughs> really unseemly. I mean, ageism. I'm going to say quite bluntly, there is some ageism going on here. Yeah, I think there is some ageism going on. Biden's personal physician wrote that he, quote, remains a healthy, vigorous 80-year-old male. He is a healthy, vigorous 80-year-old male. He had a good physical. His doctor says he's vigorous. The reality is nothing like the, the, the dystopian picture that the Republicans are trying to paint of, of this senile, doddering uh, president. And, and he's as sharp as a tack. Now, let's just make this point. We spent the entire Trump presidency of them talking about Trump was mentally unfit. We needed a 25th Amendment solution. And now, you know, when you do the same thing to Biden, oh, that's terrible. Right wing cartoon dog. Don't even say it. We have all these examples of Biden stumbling and bumbling, some of them more recently that are just so out in the open now that. The American people see it and they see the poll numbers. They know it. You had MJ Lee trying to follow up on being yelled at by the president yesterday with KJP. And she was right. just basically asking, hey, does he not believe the polls that this is an issue for Americans, even though poll after poll goes, yeah, this is a concern for us. I think one of the things is that they're they They might the White House might actually be upset because. While there is a plurality of people that are saying that Trump's mental condition is a concern for them, it's not the, it's not a majority, which is you're going to you're now going to be getting Republicans trusted on the border, trusted on the economy. Um, and, and now and, and more now trusted, trusted to be mentally capable. capable, right? So they're going to be really mad if they find Trump more mentally fit than Biden. That's going to just drive them up a wall. I mean, exactly. it, when MJ Lee asked the question to Biden, he started yelling, that is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. Well, maybe not the judgment of the press. Certainly is the judgment of a majority of Americans, 70 plus percent. That that the saying of the judgment of the press could either be a, another slip on his part to say it that way, or he could be saying it's like you're part of the press. You're not supposed to be putting emphasis on this. You're 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 not you're not doing you're not going with the narrative. Right. Is the press is supposed to be on my side. Finally, Nick is here, so we should discuss the view, especially <laughs> especially since the PBS series Finding Your Roots with liberal professor Henry Louis Gates, they went into her family tree, they found Sonny Hostin had slaveholders in her family tree, and this gave Nick more than a little glee. I laughed. I busted out laughing so loud. I ha I you talked, scare people? They heard me on the other side of the office. <laughs> they literally heard me on the other side well, of the office. Well, that's usually me. 
with, with the new office, the acoustics travel. Mm. So they definitely heard me cackling like a hyena. And not only does did her family have slaves on her mom's side, uh, or not only did they own slaves, they were so determined to continue to own people as property that, and, and to, to her credit, she did admit this, but basically, um, they fled Spain. They went to the island of Curaçao. Okay, in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean, just off the coast of Venezuela. Right. Then they fled to Puerto Rico. <laughs> but it was basically as... With their slaves. With their slaves. But it was like they kept leaving as those places were, were getting rid of the slave trade. Mm-hmm. So it's like they were trying to outpace... The they were, they were on the wrong side of history, yeah, and they're they're trying to stay on the wrong side of history. Just, oh my! Ooh! Oh uh, my! This is the, the phrases around. So this is yeah. the mother's side. Yeah, the mother's side. They basically ch- got chased across the Atlantic. Now her her original birth name is Asuncion. Yes. So that's probably her mother gave her that name if mm-hmm. she's Latino. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they, they they were basically saying that her mom. This this is this is where things sort of get a little weird. She was just like sort of describing how um um her, like how how much this sort of shook her mom's uh, perception of herself and and the family history. Because mm-hmm. she she says her mom quotes identified herself as black race but Hispanic ethnicity. Uh, and also she was deeply quote was deeply uh, ingrained in black culture. When you look at her mom, mm. she is very European looking. Like cuz she she even she You buy Latino, that's what you would think. Yes. But she she basically says her race is white, she's European, I know, and then she goes, "It's weird because when you look at her, my mother is blonde and she has light eyes, and my whole family looks like that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is where it gets touchy. But yeah, it's it's, yes. it's almost like this is where yes, you and I are starting to hear images of I identify as black, whether I am or not. If we we were sort of set pointing this out yesterday, that if you we we put images of her, uh, Sonny's mom up against uh, Rachel Dolezal, who's white I, but identified as black. black, and Dolezal is darker than her mom. Well, look, if yeah. that's your background, that's your background. I think you yeah. do know that that among the blacks, that there is some of that judgment both ways, mm-hmm. which is sometimes people get negative of you because you're very dark or they get negative of you of your uh, because you're very light the real interesting issue of this is the whole idea of considering now Sonny's newly discovered background the issue of reparations for slavery we actually have a clip of that too where basically Sonny, who has demanded reparations for herself repeatedly she still believes that she is due and owed Here's that. You know, I think at first I was deeply disappointed. Um, the I still, slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And I can control it. I still believe in reparations, like, by whoa. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. <laughs> That's, I still believe oh, that. Someone did that to you? Yes. I don't know who what? sent her a thing telling her she was a white girl. Okay, it's, it's, it's too much, people. But, Clean off your television screen. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a lot. So I, 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 I still believe in reparations. I still believe this country has a lot to do in terms of racial justice. I have a reaction to that. Oh, come on! <laughs> I, I like Nick tweeted. She's like, you should take your money and 
Pass it from one, one hand, hand to, to the, the other. other. Like, just write yourself a check. <laughs> <laughs> it's And I actually put up a poll on uh, in my thread of all this where I was just saying, like, what, what should she do? Should she receive reparations, not receive reparations? Or pay. Or pay reparations. And about, I believe that the, the vote came down 90 or, or 79.9 percent so almost 80 percent of people say that she should pay reparations yeah i mean this yeah. is obviously that's what her background was they were slave holders yeah you know and, and and that's what's fascinating obviously we always try to say it's it's a little unfair to take some 30 year old american or yeah. uh, Sonny's what now, forty something, yeah. and say somehow she has to pay for the you know the slavery in the nineteenth century. That's, that's literally what her co-hosts were trying to defend her with. So you had Alyssa Fair Griffin being as useless and spineless as always. <laughs> she goes, oh, she she can't control who who her ancestors are, and and Joy and Joy Behar. Oh, you're not responsible for what they did. Thank you. <laughs> that's the whole point of the people saying that reparations are ridiculous oh but see here's the point yes they're all coming to Sonny's defense but now we can try to say today on the view Alyssa was a right winger joy behar was a right winger but yeah. I mean, this is the kind of point we've been trying to make all along and that is it really is unfair mm -hmm. to try to um you know it's one thing for example to to pay reparations to Japanese Americans who literally were in the internment camps on, during World War II. Yeah, because in the eighties or the late early nineties, the, the federal government paid just twenty thousand dollars a victim to people who were, you know, they were not only put in camps; their property was taken away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was the actual reparations to the person who suffered. Yeah, this is nothing like that. Exactly. And one of the things that if I, if, if any of them, ha well, to be fair, Sarah actually pressed her, be like, how, how is this going to change you as a person? Which right. is what spurred on the reparations talk, where she's very defiant to the people who says that she doesn't deserve it. But one of the questions that I would ask is now, given that you are such a person whose politics is driven by racial identity and racial identity politics, don't you think this sort of makes your positions silly and you realize how ridiculous it is because you don't know what happened in the past. You didn't know this or maybe your family realized how bad it was and were like, we're going to create this new cover story for us. You would think that if she had yeah. more of a clue, she would have been like, I'm not doing this show about my family tree. Well, I don't want to know. She put. She said she put it off for a very long time because she was afraid something like this was going to pop up, which means there might have been signs or it's like pieces. They knew something. Pieces weren't fitting together. Yeah. Yeah. Did you really want to know? Because yeah, obviously the way to avoid this whole trap is don't do the show. Mm -hmm. But she did. I think they actually all ended. I, I think the reason she did the show is because I, I'm pretty sure all of them did the. No, all of them have gone on the show because Joy said that hers is in the can. Oh, and she was hoping for something. She said, "I was hoping for something interesting, like being related to Mussolini." <laughs> <laughs> yes, people forget Joy is Italian. Yeah. yeah. So her, they, her, she she has her name from her first husband, so, right. who who was Jewish. So people think that she's Jewish. She's talked about it on the show and and how she gets sort of like the hate for from that side. But she she is Italian. All right. Well, this is it was a really interesting day. It kind of knocked everybody one way or another mm -hmm. way. So we had to uh, we had to readjust. That's what we do here. Yes. We, we had uh, uh, Nick and Jorge Bonilla working into the midnight 
you mm-hmm. know, with all the crazy stuff that was going on. And then you were in early again this morning because Curtis is, is out of out town. Now. So uh, thank you, Nick, for all your hard thank work. Thank you. Thank you. And so when you uh, want to know what's going on, and you're hopefully going to find it pretty quickly, you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>